0: Hallelujah. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Let us say together the Jubilate Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the Tenth Day Morning Prayer. Psalms 50 51 and 52. The Lord, the God of gods, has spoken. He has called the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, perfect in its beauty, God reveals himself in glory. Our God will come and will not keep silence. Before him there is a consuming flame and round about him a raging storm. He calls to the heavens and the earth from above, to witness the judgment of his people. Gather before me, my loyal followers, those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice. Let the heavens declare the righteousness of his cause, for God himself is judge. Hear, O my people, and I will speak. O Israel, I will bear witness against you, for I am God, your God. I do not accuse you because of your sacrifices. Your offerings are always before me. I will take no bull calf from your stalls, nor he goats out of the pens. For all the beasts of the forest are mine, the herds and their thousands upon the hills. I know every bird in the sky and the creatures of the fields are in my sight. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the whole world is mine and all that is in it. Do not think that I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats. Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and make good your vow to the Most High. Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and you shall honor me. But to the wicked God says, Why do you recite my statutes, and take my covenants upon your lips? since you refuse discipline and toss my words behind your back. When you see a thief, you make him your friend, and you cast in your lot with adulterers. You have loosed your lips for evil and harassed your tongue to a lie. You are always speaking evil of your brother and slandering of your own mother's son. These things you have done and I kept still, and you thought that I am like you. I have made my accusation. I have put my case in order before your eyes. Consider this well, you who forget God, lest I rent you and there be none to deliver you. Whoever offers me the sacrifice of thanksgiving offers and honors me. But to those who keep in my way will I show the salvation of God. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, and your great compassion blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. And so you are justified when you speak and upright in your judgment. Indeed, I have been wicked from my birth a sinner from my mother's womb. For behold, you look for truth deep within me and will make me understand wisdom secretly. Purge me from my sin and I shall be pure. Wash me and I shall be clean indeed. Make me hear of joy and gladness that the body of you is broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Give me the joy of your saving help again, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. I shall teach your ways to the wicked, and sinners shall return to you. Deliver me from death, O God, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness, O God of my salvation. Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Had you desired it, I would have offered sacrifice, but you take no delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Be favorable and gracious to Zion, and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with the appointed sacrifices with burnt offerings and oblations. Then shall they offer young bullocks upon your altar. You tyrant, why do you boast of wickedness against the godly all the day long? You plot ruin. Your tongue is like a sharpened razor, O worker of deception. You love evil more than good, and lying more than speaking the truth. You love all words that hurt, O you deceitful tongue. O that God would demolish you utterly, topple you and snatch you from your dwelling and root you out of the land of the living. The righteous shall see and tremble, and they shall laugh at him, saying, This is the one who did not take God for a refuge, but trusted in great wealth and relied upon wickedness but I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will give you thanks for what you have done and declare the goodness of your name in the presence of the godly. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Philippians, chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. Finally, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is not troublesome to me. For you, it is a safeguard. Beware of the dogs, beware of the evil doers, beware of those who mutilate the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision. Who worship in the Spirit of God and boast in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh, even though I too have reason for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews. As to the law, a Pharisee. As to zeal, a persecutor of the church. As to the righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I had come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as lost because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based in faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death. If somehow I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, But I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal that is the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us, then, who are mature be of the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. Only let us hold fast to what we have attained. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance. But one who is more worthy than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff will burn with unquenchable fire. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A Reflection for Friday for the week of Proper 18. A reading from the Moral Reflections on Job by Gregory the Great, Bishop of Rome. 604. Listen, Job, to what I say and ponder all my words. The teaching of the arrogant has this characteristic they do not know how to introduce their teachings humbly, and they cannot convey correctly to others the things that they understand correctly themselves. With their words, they betray what they teach, they give the impression that they live on lofty heights from which they look down disdainfully on those that they are teaching. They regard the latter as inferiors to whom they do not deign to listen. As they talk, indeed, they scarcely deign to talk to them at all. They simply lay down the law. To teachers of this kind, the Lord through the prophet says rightly, But you will rule them with severity and with no power. There is no doubt that such as the prone not to correct their subjects with quiet reasoning, but to compel them to change by rough and domineering methods, rule with severity and power. On the contrary, true doctrine all the more effectively shuns the voice of arrogance through reflection, in which it pursues the arrogant teacher with the arrows of its words. It ensures that the pride with which attacks the hearts and those listening to the sacred words will not, in fact, be preached by arrogant conduct. For true doctrine tries both to teach by words and to demonstrate by living example. Humility, which is the mother and mistress of virtues. Its goal is to express humility among the disciples of truth more by deeds than by words. Accordingly, when addressing the Thessalonians, Paul is oblivious to his own eminent dignity as an apostle. He actually says, We become as little children in your midst. Similarly, the apostle Peter enjoins, Be always prepared to satisfy every way who asks a reason for the hope which is in you. And by adding the words, with a good conscience, speak gently and respectfully, Peter draws attention to the manner in which sacred doctrine should be taught. When he tells his disciples, these things command and teach with all power, Paul really recommends the credibility that goes hand in hand with good behavior rather than the domineering exercise of power. When one practices first and preaches afterwards, One is really teaching with power. Doctrine loses credibility if conscience tethers the tongue. Paul, therefore, in the saying quoted above, does not refer to the power of lofty rhetoric, but to the confidence elicited in good deeds. Of the Lord, too, it is said, He taught with authority unlike the scribes and the Pharisees. He alone, in a unique and sovereign way, spoke from the power of his goodness because no evil weakness led him into sin. For he had from the power of his own divine nature what he gave to us through the sinlessness of his human nature. Here ends the reflection. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills that we may be wholly yours. Utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your Spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him at all times and in all places may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Amen.